it's not it's like a happy-go-lucky time. It's like uh, I feel good, so everything will be all right. We need to build our life on prayer and communicating with God. Prayer is a conversation with God from the heart. I want y'all to say that prayer is a conversation with God from the heart. That's it. That's it. It's a conversation with God. Prayer is the devil wants you to think if you can't have a good apostolic prayer meeting, you can conquer people in church. We all know that this is where the devil is targeting us. We all know that's where the devil is. If we can do everything, we can come and sing on the platform, and then we can listen to music all day. We can, we can do a lot of things. But when it comes time to pray, when it comes time to get on our knees and spending time with God in prayer, all hell breaks loose. He leaks out every demon he can. Why do we have time for everything else? No time for prayer. Because he knows when you pray, you begin to conversate with God. You begin to relate with God. You begin to get a, a close relationship with God. He said, you draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. Our life is built up on prayer. Our life is built up on our relationship with God. There's too many people, too many Christians today falling by the wayside. They quit. They're giving up. They have no unction. They have no zeal. They have no fire. They're not motivated. And it all starts with prayer. When you pray, your hand clap is different. Your step is different in worship. Your, your singing is different. And you can accept the word of God. You can look the preacher in the eyeball and say, whatever you want to preach, I want you to preach it to me, brother. Amen. My God, if you got to rebuke me, rebuke me. Whatever it takes, Brother Anderson, preach the word. But when you're not praying, you undermine everything. You attack everything behind the pulpit. You attack every song. You attack every, every worship, every uh, preach word of God. You attack everything when you're not praying. Everything is being under attack. Amen? Amen. So I want to break, brother, uh, brother, give me uh, Psalms 42. Psalm 42. I'm going to read a few scriptures, but I want to pray. We're going to pray. Amen? Amen. It's, a, it's a, uh, one statement I pray from. I got it from somebody else told me that it says, but it draws you closer to God, and it's a passion. It's a passion for God. That makes a lot of sense. He said it's a passion for God and a compassion for people. Don't that make sense? Yeah. He said when you pray, you have a passion for God. I don't know about you. Sometimes I just feel like I just want to talk to God. I, I don't want to ask him anything. I don't want to uh, question him about anything. I just want to get up early in the morning and just, just talk to him. You know, that's it. Just have a good conversation, a good relationship with him and just talk to him. Amen? Amen, because he's been so good to us. It's a dangerous life to say to God, if you walk outside without prayer. He 
while we have answer prayer, uh, if you sit in the office and talk to them, you ask them if they pray. Oh, yeah, I'm praying. That's your seat. When you pray, you're different. When you pray, you, everything is so different. It's, it's a spiritual thing. You understand your place as a saint, and you understand the pastoral part. When you pray, you know how to come under and submit to authority. When you don't pray, you don't understand. When you pray, you, you won't say, hey, what are you doing looking at me? When you pray it up, you don't have a spirit of arrogance and sarcasm. When you pray, you don't say, well, it looks like he's talking to me. Talking to you? Or why am I being under attack? Or why this? And you start questioning. But when you pray it up, you understand that the word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So if you pray, you you're not mixed up. Amen. If you don't have a good prayer life, your priorities get mixed up. Somebody say amen. If you don't have a good prayer life, your priorities is completely mixed up. If you neglect your prayer life, you lose sight of God. Amen? And you become proud and arrogant. Amen? And, and you have a bad attitude. And you complain about everything. Amen? Amen. And you have to be humble to God. That's why one of the few things I bring up to David here, he could drive a strong part of Jesus. We all know it. We, most of us have read it. He could desire that David had. I can't make you pray. I can't force you to pray. I can just preach and minister and tell you that I can't make you pray. You have to have a desire. This is your part of life. Every child of God has to have a desire. This is my desire. Deep down inside, just like how you drive it, you understand. You have a desire to get a raise. You want to be a manager of this church. You want to be the owner maybe one day. You, want, you have a desire deep down in your soul to elevate yourself, to go higher. Somebody say amen. It's a happen in life, right? Amen? What about prayer? What David is saying here? Come on, wake up. Come talk to me. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what I'll do if I had no hope. I would be miserable. All right, go ahead. Oh, you don't see that today. Read it one more time. Day and night, my tears have been my meat. Day and night. Weeping.
that we together in unity, not in separating. What's going on with Alex? Alex, where is he though? Amen. Okay, let's see where the devil goes. Bonus right here. Amen. All right, go ahead.
have to build that up in your heart. You have to build it up. Amen. You have people in church that's still running the ball. You have people in church that still have hope. You have Christians in church that still backbite. You have people in church that still fight with the murmuring and complaining. You have people in church that are doing things that is never done. Do I hear me? And it all starts with lack of prayer. If you get your prayer life together, I'm not here to rebuke anybody. I'm here to tell you that when you get your prayer life right, you get that right, then you got all the little pieces of the puzzle, no matter how, how many pieces you scatter. You get that prayer life right, every little piece going to fall together. But that prayer has to be prayed. You have to get that right. Amen? And I want to read this little story real quick because I have a slandering God's people. He had took uh, 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 Israel. He captured Israel and he, he had Israel as slaves. And he spurred the Israelites all over the place as a little trophy. So he was one of the biggest kings, the most powerful king. He destroyed so many nations. He had a troop of 145,000. He was one of the most powerful kings, King Ezra. I mean, I'm sorry, in the city of, well, he was the king of Israel, Assyria. Amen. And, and he was so powerful. He said, no, you want to attack, have a battle. You know, that's what the devil does in prayer. He start off doing one thing. Oh, I got this one. Let me get this one. Then I got this one. Then I got this one. Now he's going to have the time. You know, he wants to spread out. He wants to show them that he is the greatest and the most powerful man alive. Amen. So I'm going to just kind of skip around, but that's chapter 18 and chapter 19. Uh, I'm going to go to verse 10. I want to just keep keep going. The Bible said, thus, thus he shall you speak to Hezekiah. See, that's his little thing. Amen. Uh, uh, king Hezekiah. Uh, thus shall you speak to, to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, let not thy God in whom thou trusted deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Azariah or Assyria. So you see, he already rebuking them by telling the people, and that's usually what the devil does. The devil won't attack Hezekiah. He attacking his congregation. Amen? That's what he's doing. He's attacking the people. And don't let Hezekiah tell y'all that his God, that he trusts, going to deliver y'all out of my hand. Don't let Hezekiah deceive y'all. Don't you let Hezekiah tell y'all that his God will deliver y'all out of my hand. That's what he's saying. All right? He said, Behold, thou hast heard what the king of Assyria have done to all the lands by destroying them utterly. You know what I can do. That's what he's saying. And shall thou be delivered? That's a mockery. That's a little joke. He's laughing at him. You heard what I've done. You've heard how many 
nation are destroyed? No. Who are you? Have the gods of the nation delivered them which my fathers have destroyed? As Gaza, Haran, and Rezeb, and the children of Eden, which were in Telashar, where is the king of Hamath? And the king of Arab, and the kings of Sepharvim, of Haran, and Av. You know why he's saying that? That's all the one he killed. He killed them all. He destroyed them all. So he's bragging. These are his trophies. This is his credentials. This is how powerful he is. In other words, they thought they could have win. Look what I've done to them. Where they at? Oh, but listen what the man of God does. This is what a man of God and a woman of God would do. We will not and we refuse to render evil for evil. I'm going to tell you what Hezekiah could have done. Hezekiah could have said, all right, troops, Judah, we have a powerful arm and we know God is on our side. We're going to go and shut them up. Right? We know God on our side. Come on, get the bows, get the arrows, get the spears. Get the, all the troops together. Let's go and, and knock this devil and this whole nation and wipe them out. But he didn't do that. He could have. And God probably would have backed it up. But this is why I say pray, pray, pray. Listen to what Hezekiah did. The Bible said, and Hezekiah received letters of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread before the Lord. He spread that letter. He let the Lord look at the, what the devil wrote. Look what the devil is saying about you. Look what the devil putting on you, Lord. Look what the devil intimidating your people. Look at it, Lord. Y'all still with me? All right, look at this, Lord. Amen. He spread before the Lord, O oh Lord, God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubs of cherubim. Thou art God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thy ear and hear, open, Lord, thy ear, I mean, I'm sorry, thy eye, and see and hear the word of Sennacherib, which had sent him to reproach the living God. You hear this devil? Look, Lord, what he's saying about your people. Look at this, Lord. That's what a man of God and women of God does. Women of God and men of God will fall on their knees by the Lord, and they'll pray and pray. Because God can handle things a lot better than we can. We're going to mess it up. We're going to make it worse. God can handle it. I always believe in the greatest battle that you will win, you will always win, is when you pray. Amen. So he told the Lord, and he knows how to talk to God. And he said, of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations of their land and has cast their gods into the fire. He's telling God, okay, God, let, 
In other words, saying, God, you know us already, right? You know who we are. But listen, we're doing all right. You ever told God about the devil? You ever told God about the ones that's going against you? You ever got on your knees and say, okay, Lord, if you're going to uh, stand for somebody, this is my credentials. And you want to hear their credentials? Lord, this is me. I know where I'm at with you, Lord. And this is what the devil is at. This king want to defile you, Lord. This is where it is. This is this. Amen? Look what they've done. They cast their gods into the fire. For they, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which God destroyed them. Now, therefore, Lord, our God, I beseech thee, save thou us. Save thou us. Y'all hear me? Save thou us out of his hand, and all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. What a man of God. This is how we pray. Amen? Talk to God every day. Pray and call out the Lord and, and tell him where you stand. I'm not going to read it all, but you all know the rest of the story. The Lord heard his prayer. And you all know how the battle ended? You all know what happened at the end of all this? He didn't have to fight. He didn't have to shoot one arrow. The Lord sent his angel. The Lord sent his angel to destroy all of them. Every last one. The Bible says four score and four thousand. That's a hundred, four score, which means a hundred and forty-five thousand. Kill all of them. Amen? Destroyed them all. And then he tried to run to Nineveh all along. He ran to Nineveh to hide out. And guess what happened to him? His own sons killed him. His sons killed him, and one of the sons ran in his stead. Y'all can read it later at home. Amen? But I'm saying my, my thing is Hezekiah. Hezekiah prayed. Hezekiah spread the letter before the angels and cherubim. He fell on his knees, and he began to pray. When the devil attack you, try to keep you out of church, try to keep you from praying, try to keep you from worshiping, try to keep you from shouting, try to hold you down not to get excited, try to keep you from having real victory. Y'all still ain't hearing me. When the devil try that, then you fall on your knees and say, God, I feel bounded. I feel like the devil is trying to bound me. I don't feel like I'm in a good place with you, Lord. Then start praying. Amen. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 5, chapter 15, verse 21. Another, another prayer of desperation. These are people that's praying in a desperate need. You have to put yourself that way or you never pray. Could I hear amen this morning? You have to put yourself in a place where you desperately need to talk to God, where you have a need or desi a desire deep down in your heart or you'll never pray. So she was praying because her daughter is possessed with the devil. All right, read that.
says she cried unto him. There's a prayer, there's a, a desperation. She saw the Lord and she cried unto him. And what else? Have mercy on me, O Lord. I'm sure it was it was a it was a desperately cry. Amen. What else? Phoenician little girl, she's a, a Canaanite. Y'all know how the Israelites felt about the Canaanites? And she wasn't even supposed to be there. Amen? So listen to the rest of it. She ignored her. Lord, have mercy on me. For my daughter is possessed with a devil. Worshiping by faith. What else? Lord, help. Lord, I don't know if she had her hands up in the air. I don't know if she fell to his feet and cried. I don't know how she did it, but the Bible says she worshiped him. And she said, Lord, children of Israel and cast it to a dog? Dog, you're Canaanite? You're Gentile? 
is Jesus saying this? Well, what happened? sarcastic. He was being right. It wasn't her time. It wasn't time to give it to them at this time. Right? After he was glorified, then the Gentiles received it, but it wasn't time for them yet. Amen? So she said, well, you're right, but even the dogs would eat the crumbs off the master's table. Then what? Because she never quit. She never stopped. Amen. They told her to get out. They ignored her. Right? They, she was called a dog. But when you're desperate. And if we don't develop some type of desperation in our life to stay in the church and to draw close to God and to study God's word, and to get more involved in the work of God in these last days. If we don't get in a place where we are desperate and we have a deep desire to learn and know more about God, we all going to, everybody going to leave. You'll leave one at a time because the world has a lot to say. The world is throwing a lot of things out there. The world, the devil knows that he has a short time. He knows his time is short. So he don't, he don't care about the sinners. He have them already. Right? You are the one who cares about them. Amen? Amen. Let's go to James chapter 5. Amen. That desire in verse 18. Thank God. Thank God we see these examples. I could stay here all day. Just giving examples after examples after examples after examples. You have to. I, I want to build this church by the grace of God, back into a prayer, a solid prayer. We can get our prayer. Then, that's like I said the other night, you don't have to always run to Brother Anderson and Sister Anderson when you pray. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have to come to the pastor, but there's times where you don't have to because God gives you your answer. Sometimes there's things you, you don't have to be sitting here worrying about and worrying and, and just holding on and, and worrying and, and keeping yourself so down and so bound. You don't have to do that when you learn that you can pray. You need healing or deliverance or whatever. God is a God that is able to do anything. When you ask him, he will answer your prayer. There's no reason why a child of God has to be that way. Amen. Let's read that scripture, Brother Brady. situations, things happening, let him pray. We're not talking about just in church, but at home too, right? 
Amen. Go ahead. Everybody said, let him pray. I wonder how many, don't raise your hand, but I wonder how many have a good old prayer closet. A closet at home where you get down on your knees and that's your prayer spot. And when I preach on prayer, you don't have to look at the carpet. Amen. If you're not praying at home, I'm your worst enemy. If you're not praying at home, you will have no desire to stay in this church. You won't stay here. You won't have no unction or no zeal to come here. But when you pray, you're running in the door. Amen. Go ahead. Let him pray. What else? Sing. How many ever sang a song to yourself? Nobody around, you just start singing. Look like, I don't know about y'all, but after I pray, I pray first. I got all kinds of songs. I know I'm singing it all wrong. But after prayer, I just want to sing. How about y'all? And I'm just singing, feeling good. Not waiting on the devil because he's going to be there anyhow. He's waiting on us. He waiting on you every day. But just singing and feeling good. You know I'm coming. You, you, you know the devil on his way. You're scared of the devil. Pray. Get you some power. Get solid. Because he's coming whether you're weak or strong. Amen? All right, go ahead. sick. Uh-huh. All the blessings. That, that's a load of blessings. If you're afflicted, pray. If you're married, sing songs. All them blessings. Amen. If, you, if you're sick, hey, call for the elder of the church. He'll anoint you with all. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. Then what else? Confess your faults one to another. That's what the devil hates. The devil cannot stand unity. Working together, praying for one another. Sometimes it, it, you know, it makes a person feel so good when you just pat them on the back or, or hug them and say, I'm praying for you, brother. I'm praying for y'all. When somebody comes to you and says, I'm praying for you. Don't you feel good? Don't you have somebody with you? Amen. The devil always coming and say, he's praying for you. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm talking about somebody that's with you. That's what kept me in the church. That's what kept every child of God in the church. Not because show the pastor in the word of God, but to have a brother, to have a friend. Some people, not good for one another. I try to stay with, away from those that's not good. You know what I'm saying? You bring me into the ball, they ain't good for you. They assist you in doing wrong, they ain't good for you. You better leave. They stomping you. You know, you know you're on your way to hell, and they stomping you hell. Right? 
good for you. For the one that's trying to help you. The devil make you do it, and then after he, te- after he make you do wrong, guess what he do when you try to pray? You know you done wrong. Right? He the one that make you do wrong, push you to do wrong, push you to go against God, do the wrong thing, and you tell yourself, I'm going to pray. And as soon as you hit your knees, he's the first one. You know what you've done? Come on, we can hear amen. Smoking that cigarette that he gave you, that he led you to, that he helped you get it going. Stop doing that, that he helped you do it, and he pushed you to do it. Don't get involved. Amen. But that's what the devil does. But God is saying, God is saying, go ahead and pray. Keep on praying. Don't stop. Let the devil tell you all of that. That's all right. But God is saying, I'm plenty mercy. Keep on praying. I'll deliver you. Amen. I will save you. I will help you with it. The devil saying, you might as well go out and leave and continue. God is saying, no, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Sure, you're doing wrong. God is not pacifying the wrong that we've done. But God is saying, once you acknowledge that you've done wrong, he can help you. Don't run from it. I'm, I'm here to help you. The devil will always trip you up. But don't you come down and look bad. Cheer yourself up. Go ahead. I love that because it does. Thank you. Fervent prayer. Effectual prayer. Not just lay me down to sleep. When we come in praise like we we brag and what God is saying while we pray. As soon as we soon as we hit our knees, how many of y'all like that? All of a sudden you're getting sleep. All of a sudden you're, you're not sleeping and you're, you're not tired. Then as soon as you get down, you got your Bible. I know about y'all, but I be all set up. I have my little setup. Then you get down and start praying and you're sleeping. So what I do, you know, I'm on my knees a while, I pray, have my Bible, and I pray. Then I get up, amen, and I walk around and I start praying. Walk around and walk around and pray and keep walking and keep praying, amen, and then get down another 10 minutes and get up again. You can walk around and pray. You can walk around your whole house and pray. Don't wake up your kids, but you can walk around and pray. And then that's another story. You won't be able to pray at all. But just, you could pray in your area. Just pray and walk and pray. Amen? I didn't say eat a, eat a big bowl of cereal, bro. Bro, I'm at McDonald's eating a big breakfast and I'm praying, no. I didn't say that. Amen. Thank you. No. We walk around in church, in our house. Just walk around and get the prayer done. 
Amen. And get scriptures. Right? And let the scriptures preach to you while you're praying. And before you know it, you, you pray at your hour. It's not hard. And then what I'll do, after I pray like about 30 minutes or so, then I ask God to show me something. And then I start opening the Bible and start asking God to preach to me through his word and preach to me. Amen? Amen. So I just try to open a chapter and, whoo, and I say, that's not for me, Lord. I didn't pay you to do that. Let me go to Psalm. I said, now who you want me to preach that to? He said, you ever done that? Tell the truth. Yeah, I know y'all did. Yeah, my wife, my husband. That's tailor-made for him. But this is what God does. I'm going to tell you what God does that we, we need to understand. He preached to you first. It is for you. I don't care how hard it is, how tough it's like. I got someone to preach to the church one day out of Jeremiah. I mean, just hard while I was praying. And so God, what he does, he preached to you first. And while he's preaching to you, and then you can go and encourage somebody with it. Y'all know that? Someone said, man, God hit me every time. Come on, God, give me a break. But that's good. We, I want to know where I'm at. Amen? Then you come to church Wednesday night, and here goes Brother Anderson right on the same scripture. Amen? That's the way it works. All right, Jehovah? Effectual, fervent prayer of what? Avail it much. When you're down there and you're really doing something, not sleeping, but effectual. Avail it much. Go ahead. A normal man. Go ahead. Say they that know their God shall be what? Strong and do exploit. Apostolic, you know God. Anybody know God? These kids was raised in the church. They know God. This man knew that God, right now I'm gonna pray that the rain will stop. He knew God was gonna answer that prayer. And he hold the rain up with his prayer. It rained not for how long? Three years and six months. This man hold up the rain. King Ahab had the devil plus devil. There wasn't a drought. But guess what? God was giving him water. See, God's going to take care of his man. Everybody in a drought. No water. But Elijah, Elijah he was sick. He, he was, God was talking about he had water. And the raven would come feed him. Don't fight the man of God. The worst thing for you to do is to fight the pastor. I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor. I had to sit and watch for many years. I sat and listened to that pastor. The last man I would ever fight is that pastor. That, that man of God said so many things that helped me. Everything he said, whether it killed my flesh, 
you embarrassed me so many times, but it, I needed every bit of it. We always told ourselves when he preached to us, we came in church and we said, I need that. I need every bit of it because little I know, I would be here pastoring people in this church. Little I know I would have been a pastor. So every bit of rebuke and embarrassment and everything he preached to me about, I need every bit of it. And you need to be like that. Lord, I need every preached word or everything my pastor tell me. Lord, we'll take care of it now. Amen? Ain't no doubt about it. You say, Brother Anthony, you know what they're saying about you? Yes, Pastor. But it don't bother me. People supposed to, when my pastor always say, when they talk about your shop, you're doing good. When it's quiet for a while, get scared, go pray. But the more bad they say about you, shop. That means you're doing something good. Amen? Philippians chapter 4. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Thank God for prayer. I may not know too many scriptures, and we probably can't quote too many scriptures, but one thing everybody can do from a nine-year-old to a hundred-year-old, everybody can do to pray. Don't ever take a chance in this world without prayer. You may start off, and it's out in so many churches, I'm not here to talk against churches, but I got to tell you the truth. So many churches miss it by letting a little thing come in. When this little thing come in, then they can't stop it. Then something else come in. The flesh always want a lot of things. Those little gadgets can really ruin your life. Social media can really ruin your life. If you give heed to everything people say on social media, you'll never stay in this church. You'll never stay. They'll bring you to places. The first thing they told the President of the United States, the first thing they told him when he got in office, don't give ear to criticism. From Twitter. Don't answer every, you feel like you have to answer everything that people say. Every tweet that comes through, you, you have to answer. Y'all know that. Don't listen to it. Of course, you never listen to all of them. But that's the first thing they say. Don't you answer back. You are the president of the United States of America. shouldn't listen or take heed to every critic, right? And you ought to tell yourself, I'm apostolic. I'm in the church. So I don't give ear to every criticism. 
I don't listen to everything they criticize. They're supposed to do that. Amen? All right, let's go. Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for nothing but what? Everything. Pray about everything. If we pray about everything, God's going to bless you. You'll get your answer. But about everything, prayer, go ahead. Anything but prayer will give you the peace. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. You have a clear mind. You have a clear conscience. Before you do anything wrong, I'm telling you, you're going to hear a voice. You're going to hear the voice of God. I'm telling you, you just don't try to do wrong, but I'm telling you, whenever you're going to do wrong or you're going to try to say something you shouldn't say, you're going to hear God speaking to you. God will tell you, no, stop. God will tell you, that's not right. That's a brother in the church. That's your mom. That's your dad. That's your husband. Why? something about the love of God and the love and compassion for people. It's just like the black world. You could barely find people that still have love and compassion and kindness and brotherly love. You, you could barely find that group. And the devil is working overtime. But prayer is powerful. Let's lift our hands up right now. get tired hearing uh, when you lift your hands up say something every time you lift let's change our tune every time you lift your hands up say something to God <laughs> the Bible said I would that men would lift up holy hands everywhere lifting up holy hands unto the Lord without wrath and without doubting when we lift our hands up it's not we ain't robot that brother Anderson say push a button and raise my hand up. Push a button and make me clap. Push a button and make me come down at the altar. No, we ain't no robot. No, when I say lift your hands up, just lift your hands up to the Lord and begin to praise him. Talk to him. Open up to him. Give him your heart. Conversate with the Lord. Have a conversation with him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. changes your spirit, talking to God, conversating with God, a passion 
You draw nigh to me, and I draw nigh to you. I'm not telling you to pray to me. I'm telling you, pray to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The altar is open. Ladies on the left and men on the right. Amen, amen. In the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is ready to meet you at the altar. God is ready to meet you at the altar. Hallelujah, my little children sit not, but if you do, you do have an advocate. You have a great high priest. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus' name, Jesus' name.
special, fervent prayer of a righteous man availing much. Amen. Put something into it. Put something into it. I try to make it on my own.
that you may have anything that's on your heart anything that's on your heart right now any load that you may be carrying anything that you probably feel that look like is no light to the end of this tunnel any, any situation that you're going through right now I want you to spread it like Hezekiah. Spread it down between the cherubim. Lord, this is it in black and white right here. I know the devil talked to God's people and say, oh, I done prayed already. Oh, I done tried that already. Oh, I've been doing this for many years. Oh, I've done did this and I've done that and I've done that. Tell the devil... Amen. I got one more time to pray to God. Amen. I got another chance. Amen. I'm not giving up. Is there anything too hard for God? Amen. God is able. I'm going to lift my hands up right now. Amen. While I still have breath. And while I still have life. Amen. I'm going to lay it out and give it to God. And tell God what the situation is. Tell God what the problem is. Tell God right now what's in your heart. What's deep down. The Bible said, my soul is thirsty for thee, O God. My soul is thirsty for thee, O God. Jesus, thou son of David, cry out to God. Where you gonna cry out? Cry out to God, uh, Jesus. 
sick and tired. Somebody say sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's time to break the alabaster box. Break it, break it, break it. is on my knees. Amen. Here's my answer. This is my answer, Lord. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you this. Prayer is the answer. Prayer will always be the answer. Prayer will always be the answer to everything you need. If you can just pray about it. Amen. The devil and Charlotte take prayer. I know where this church is at. If the devil can take prayer, he don't mind you coming to church. He don't mind you clapping and singing. He don't mind you getting involved with formality. But you want to make him tremble? You want him shaking? Cast your cares upon him, on Christ, because he cares. So many, that's why we have so many Christians who are so weak and, and just leaving. And we've never heard of people, once you got your foot on a rock and your mind made up, you weren't even thinking. When I first came to God, there was nothing in my mind about going back. It never came across my mind. Amen. When I got a hold of this, I didn't go back to wild music. I had no desire to hear earth, wind, and fire anymore. When I got a hold of this, I had no desire to run with these guys that's cursing. I was telling my grandkids my testimony. I said, the day I received the Holy Ghost, this is why I'm like I am. The day I received the Holy Ghost, I stopped cursing. How is that possible? You would have to know what I used to be like. Every, not every other word, it was part of my vocabulary. Especially being in the military, y'all know when just guys around, we let the words go. 
and we had the words gone. Got baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost on a Sunday, went to work Monday morning. I was boxing oranges and apples and cabbage and fruits and boxing, not boxing with boxing glove, boxing oranges. I was a boxer. Amen. Hallelujah. But we worked in the cooler all day. I was banned from the road because I used to be, I was a driver. See, that's what brings people to God. I was a driver, and I had the music on in my truck, and I, went, I forgot I had a stand. How you forget that? That's when you're conniving. So I'm just going in that truck, and boy, another truck was coming across, and I slammed on the brake, and I flipped that truck, and all the fruits and the vegetables all over. That was highway. Y'all know what that was? That was way back in 1978, and I'm saying that real quick, because I know we have to dismiss. That was in Oberlin. I never thought I would be right around here pastoring the church. But the state trooper came, and boy, he was, oh, he was, I'm talking about, he said, hey, boy, now I want to fight the state trooper. But I ain't going to tell y'all that story. I'm going to go back to where I was. But so they banned me from the road. So all this came, everything was falling down, everything. I, I lost driving. I couldn't drive anymore. So I was working in the, in the freezer, freezing. I got baptized that night, that Sunday night, in last day of church. And then I worked in the produce. And me and the guys were working all day, all day in that freezer. And at the end of the day, he said, Dave, man, I got to tell you. I said, what? He said, you didn't curse all day. Because I used to curse. I curse the boss. I curse everybody. I curse the apples. <laughs> but he said, you never, not, not one day. I mean, not one time, he said, not one time all day you didn't say one bad word. I said, man, I forgot to tell you. I went to Apostolic Church last night. I got baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to know the mess I was before I came to God. What a mess. What a mess. And then he got to telling me that. And then I remember telling my boss the next day and just telling everybody, they were so excited for me. Amen. They can save their company. Thank God. Amen. I made probably just as much money as he did with his produce. Now the Lord know how to stop people. I had, a, I had a little racketeering going on. Amen. But God knew what he was doing. God said, I better call, save this man before he wound up in prison. Amen. So God changed our life. This is why I can tell you when you pray, there's some times in our life, if you develop a strong prayer life, and you say, I'm going to pray about it, and I will continue praying about it, I guarantee you, your answer is coming. David said, day and night with tears. Right? I will bless the Lord at, at what? After you pray. You pray, you always start walking around, amen, getting in your car, still praying, driving, still praying. By the time you get home in the afternoon, you walk in that door and you say, devil, where you at? Hallelujah. When you pray, you're going to pick up spirits. You're going to detect. You got your detector on. Oh, that's his spirit. That little woman got a spirit. That dude got a spirit. That man got an attitude. Don't tell them that. You don't tell them that. You 
telling that to yourself. You pick the spirit up before you get there. You could tell they have a spirit, right? When you don't pray, you can't see. You like that spirit. You can't tell. You don't know the difference because you hadn't prayed. It's a different mind. It's a, it's a different heart. Amen. Couples, when we get married, hallelujah, you want a praying husband. And he wants a praying wife. Check him out and make sure he prays all the night through. Hallelujah. You don't be weeping and crying and praying and he's sitting on the couch. Or she, or he's praying and, and she's sitting on the couch. You finished yet? Hallelujah. We got things to do. You praying, let's go. No, but when you're praying together, when you know your husband praying, and you know you praying, and you're working together in prayer. Amen. If you got a, a man that's not praying, I feel sorry for you. You got a wife that's not praying, I feel sorry for you. I don't know how backsliders does it. I would be nervous. If, if my wife would backslide, I'd go crazy. Y'all have to, y'all get a bag of rice. Get it? I would, a wacky house. I wouldn't know how to handle that. Don't look at me like that. How would you handle that? You know, your mind, just knowing that she backslid? That means every devil. Every demon is coming against her or my backslidden. There's be, there no way. But when the two is in the law and the two is praying, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know the devil hear me, but that's all right. God heard me too. But when we pray, amen, things happen. Then your children, I want to set the example. And I did set the example for my children. If they're not here, it's their problem, not mine. But we set the example. The, we let them rate the, the corporate eyes, show them how to live for God. What they do with it is their problem. Right. Amen? And just like you, the same thing. We show them, we preach it, and however, however they go, that's how they go. But in the meantime, live for God. I got to quit. Amen. Let's give back unto the Lord. Give the Lord a good love offering. Well, the happiest people on earth are those who love the law. Busy in the kingdom of God, working in one accord. Well, never an out of moment, we're always occupied. We're walking in the Holy Spirit, and a soul that's satisfied. Why don't you join us? God's great big family, sit down at the master's table. You're going to love our company. Well, we're feasting on the manna from heaven. Drinking from the fountain of love, there's a big surprise for everyone coming from the city of love. When this life is over, we're going to have our greatest thrill. People of God from everywhere are going to gather on signs here. Only heaven can contain us, such a glorious jubilee. Unending joy for the saints of God throughout eternity. Why don't you join us? God's great big family, sit down at the master's table. We're gonna love our company. Well, we're feasting on the manna from heaven, drinking from the fountain of love. There's a big surprise for everyone coming from the city above. When this life is over, we're gonna have our greatest thrill. People of God from everywhere are gonna gather on Zion's hill. Only heaven can contain us, such a glorious jubilee. 
joy upon saints of God throughout eternity. Why don't you join us? God's great big family sit down at the master's table. You're going to love our company. Well, we're feasting on the night of heaven. Drinking from the fountain of love. There's a big surprise for everyone coming from the city above. The happiest people on earth are those who love the Lord. Busy in the kingdom of God, working in one accord. Well, never not a moment, we're always occupied. We're walking in the Holy Spirit with a soul that's satisfied. Why don't you join us? God's great big family, sit down at the master's table. You're going to love our company. Well, we're feasting on the manna from heaven. Drinking from the fountain of love, there's a big surprise for everyone that comes from the city of love. Why don't you join us? God's great big family, sit down at the master's table. You're going to love our company. Well, we're feasting on the manna from heaven. Drinking from the fountain of love, there's a big surprise for everyone that comes to the city of love. There's a big surprise for everyone coming from that city of love. Amen. Let's lift our hands up and praise him. Let's thank him. Lord, in Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for feeding our souls, God. We lift you up, Lord. We give you all the glory, Jesus. Our God, in Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, church, we all come to church, and we all come to get something. It's how, it's how you receive it. Amen. But once you receive it, it's how, how you apply it to your life afterwards. After this, you have to go from here and apply what you learned and what God's wisdom, what God gave you. It may be correction. It may be, amen, just uh just encouragement. It could be just uh, strength. Whatever he gave you in, in these services, you have to take it from here and apply it to your life and you grow daily. Grow every day like that. Amen. We have service church tonight. Amen. At 6 o'clock. We dismiss in Jesus' name. Everybody came this morning. Come at 6 and hear what God has for you tonight. Amen. Dismiss in Jesus' name.
Thank you. 